to the one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I am David. I am Natalie. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're having a, a rare midday weekday record because yeah, you're on uh, vacation. I'm on I'm on my holiday holiday break. I am fortunate enough to be one of those people who has a job who gives me a lot of time off at the holidays. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so you're in full vacation mode. I'm working this week, but um, I'm off on Mondays. So yeah, but um, we'll peek behind the curtain. Yeah, but 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 happy. I guess by the time you're, this will go up before Christmas. So if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy we, New Year. Yeah, we um, were eating some delicious Christmas cookies while watching the shows. Yeah, we're really doing it up Christmas style. Yeah. Here. Um, Real festive. Anything else going on? Uh, you want to talk about? Um, nope. <laughs> just, just Christmassy. Just Christmassy, yeah. Um, yeah, we could talk about how frigid it is in Los Angeles, but I think we did that last week. Yeah, it's it's in like the low sixties. I can't stand it. It's so but cold. It's <laughs> so cold in this apartment for some reason. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm frozen. Like I want a space heater on me right now. Yeah, you're like. Uh, Elsa and Anna and Olaf. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Frozen. Frozen 2. All right. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's jump into talking about, um, we're at season two, episodes five of Friends and Home. And the season, season two, episode five of Friends is called Five Steaks and an Eggplant. And an Eggplant, yeah. Um, I, should, I, 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 I should have that called up. Yes. Um, season two... The one with five steaks and an eggplant. I forgot the important part. The one with. Yeah. And season two, episode five of How I Met Your Mother is called World's Greatest Couple. Yeah. But we are starting with season two, episode five of Friends, the one with five steaks and an eggplant. Yeah. What happened? Uh, we <laughs> Non-perk opening. Yeah. Do not open at perk. We opened in uh, Chandler, Chandler and Joey's apartment. Yeah. Um, and Ross is there. Joey's not there. It's just Chandler Ross and, and Ross. Chandler. Yeah. Um, they're back to that friend staple of ironically watching bad TV. Yeah. They're watching, I guess, Spanish wrestling, wrestling, like little people little wrestling, people wrestling and they wrestling. use the yeah. term we don't use anymore. Yeah. But I also like, I mean, this was at the time that in 1995, I would have used that M word for a little person because I didn't know that it was, I thought it was just the word. Right. You know, I was yeah. like clueless enough that I just didn't know. Yeah. So I don't, probably not any malice here. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just, uh, um, what people who didn't know any better. Yeah. It was just kind of like an oversight. Yeah. 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 Um, oh. well, already getting off topic. You and I recently watched, uh, Joe Wright's Cyrano with Peter Dinklage. Yes. And he's obviously a little person. And there is one part in Sierra November that he refers to himself by that word. And it's supposed to be like a, cause he's like experiencing this bit of self-loathing saying like, right. this woman I love will never love me because I'm right. and this. I, that really stuck out to me that I was like, Oh wow. In 2021, that word popping up in a movie, but with a very, no, in a very knowing use in that case. Yeah. Good movie. Cyrano. Mm-hmm. I know when this isn't a movie podcast, I have one of those. It's called Battleship Pretension. You should totally listen to it. Uh, but uh, I liked that movie. So yeah, they're they're hanging on the apartment. They're watching bad Spanish television, Spanish wrestling. Um, and uh, 
Chandler gets a phone call. He doesn't answer the phone um, because he's like screening his calls now, which led to, I don't know if this is, this wasn't quite a funniest line to me, but the phone rings multiple times and Ross says something like, did you ever figure out what that thing does? Yeah. That was a funny line. Yeah. Uh, turns out it's a wrong number. Someone who used to have that number um, uh, gets a call from an ex-girlfriend who's like. Clearly very like sexy and breathy. Breathy, but also like she says, like, yes, those are my legs on the new James Bond poster, yeah. which now I want to look up like it would have been like Goldeneye, um, right? In 1995. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know. But yeah, that sounds right. Hold on. Goldeneye is 95. I'm trying to look up. There's no the. The poster here does not have legs on it. OK, but uh, there could have been a lot of. Drinking. She's also like drinking and like getting getting wild. Yeah, she's uh, reminiscing about their old times, um, and and Chandler comes up with a, he answers the phone and starts pretending he is the guy uh, doing it, <laughs> pretending to be Bob. Bob is the guy's name, yeah. and he's pretending to be Bob, which is funny. The idea that he just like does a voice and it it just happens. Works. To be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it fools this woman. And my thought was. Uh, I thought it was like, okay, like he sets up a date with her. And I thought it was like, what is the plan here? Yeah. But then we get we know, the plan because yeah. Ross asks, again, another funny line like the deer, uh, did you ever figure out what this thing does? That thing does. Uh, Ross says something like, now we, you do a pretty good Bob impression, but I still think she's going to figure out that you're not. <laughs> again, a funny line from, from Ross there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, his plan is to set up a date. And then be there to console her when she gets stood up by Bob. Yeah. And, uh, spoiler alert, it works. It works. But, um, we'll get back to that, uh, later. We get, a. um, I swear, I think I said I wasn't going to point this out every time, but we get like a series of establishing shots that have, we see the twin towers, which is always weird to me. Yep. Um, and so we're back at the, now we're finally at the main apartment. Yeah. Still haven't hit the perk. We will. Um, we're we're back at the main apartment, and uh, uh, which I mean, Monica, Monica and Rachel's yeah. apartment. And uh, Chandler's planning Ross's birthday and needs sixty two dollars for everybody. This mm-hmm. is sixty two dollars in nineteen ninety five money. It's um, a lot because they have dinner, they have concert, and a gift. Yes, which dinner, does concert, seem gift. like overkill because there's six of them. So I feel like that is a lot. You know, like are they spending this on everyone's birthday? Yeah, why are they making Ross's birthday so special? Is it like is it a big number? Like, is he turning maybe. 30? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe They like, don't mention it, but... Because Ross is sad because Julie's out of town, so maybe they're like, this will cheer him up. I don't know. Ross doesn't need me cheering up. Yeah. He's doing fine. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he need, Chandler needs money for a party. Joey is very conspicuously eating a soft pretzel with an with entire a, yeah. uh, jar of, like, squeeze jar of mustard in yeah. his hand which like pouring the mustard on the pretzel and taking a bite yeah, which looked tasty to me i was like huh i never thought of that but yeah that yeah that works out you don't have to like dirty a dish yeah i once saw a woman in a movie theater she had her popcorn and she had a little mustard packet like oh you would get. yes i think you told me about and this. she was one at a time taking a piece of popcorn out putting mm-hmm. a little dab of mustard on it eating it yeah. Popcorn, mustard, eating it. I, I love it. <laughs> but it, I, it, I'm sure it tastes good. I honestly think that tastes good. I think mustard is one of the better condiments. It's Yeah, one of the best. Um, but all I was thinking is like, 
how long is it going to take her to get to that bucket of popcorn and how many mustard packets does she have mm-hmm. in reserve? That's what I'm wondering. Like how many, how many squeezes yeah. is she getting out of that packet? Yeah. But it's probably like a fun activity. Maybe the movie was boring and she's like, this will entertain me. I'm trying to remember what movie it was. It was at AFI Fest. And I think the movie was Donald Cried, which you didn't come to me with. Uh, come to you with. You didn't come with me to that. <laughs> yeah. That was, do you remember, because AFI Fest used to be like free and I would sort of get tickets and you and I would go and to I movies would go, together. Yeah. And we saw a movie, I want to say like Lakeith Stanfield and was in it. It was called like Dark Cargo or Strange Cargo or something. And it was not good. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? And it was a rainy day. Was it, oh, the depressing. It was, yeah, it was yeah. a rainy day and like the movie sucked. Yeah. And then like afterwards I was like, I want lunch and you know, I'm hungry. So you like watched me eat, eat a bowl a of ramen yeah. like while it was like chilly and rainy out. Yeah. And then we were supposed to go see Donald the Cried and you were like, I'm just going to go home. <laughs> go home. So you, I was so depressed. I took Metro home by myself. I was like, I can't bear this. Like yeah. I just left. Yeah. But you would have seen this woman with the, uh, yeah, the popcorn maybe that would have stayed. changed my day for the better. Um, yeah. So, um, but I think, I mean, I don't know. I was able to like intuit that I was not oh, feeling yeah. it, you yeah, know, listen to your brain, listen to your body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here we get to the meat of the episode, which is that meat of the episode called uh, steaks. Yeah, that's right. The meat of the episode is that uh, I have to get all the names right. Joey, Rachel and Phoebe are kind of miffed at this like sudden $62 ask because they don't make as much money as the very gainfully like upwardly mobile employed like they're Chandler and Monica and family Chandler and Ross and And Monica Monica are all like yuppies. Like they do quite well for themselves and they don't think to take into consideration that the other thing. So they make these plans, you know, uh, Monica comes home. She's like, Hey, I got, promoted and they're like let's go out to celebrate someplace nice um uh so i so this is the main conflict of the episode and i'm i think it was so great me too um because there are so many ways to do this episode that i think undercut how what it's like to be in your 20s and and broke, you know, yeah. like sometimes a lot of times actually characters on TV who have money problems, they don't feel like real money problems. Yeah. They, they, they feel too easily resolved. Yeah. And, uh, I, I liked the effect that this episode didn't paper it over. It didn't, didn't condescend. Right. Like, it, yeah, it, this it, was it, like, go, go on. Oh, I was going to say it, um, it treated being broke as something that is not, a moral failure. Yes. Yeah. It was a real disparity because if you think about it, like Phoebe is um, a masseuse, Rachel works at a coffee shop and Joey's like a struggling actor. So like they don't have consistent paychecks like a paleontologist, a chef and a who the fuck knows what Chandler does, but he works at an like a corporate office. So they have like stable incomes. So I liked this um, disparity and, um, acknowledgement of privilege which we rarely see on friends you know it's yeah. just so like oh look at this big apartment like these are all upwardly mobile fashionable you know like so 
Yeah. I mean, even to recognize it, it's like a, it's a win. I'm just grasping for, you know? Yeah. But I also kind of, well, first, before we get to the, the dinner, I want to point out, I already mentioned that Chandler's little ploy works. Oh yes. But the only thing that was like, I really want to mention about that scene, it's trying to get to the perk. That's where he set up the, the date. Um, and when he said in the village, in the village, yeah. yes, he said, yeah. And when he was making the date, do you know central park in the village? Yeah. So we, I don't, we know for sure it's in, it's in the village. Now. Yeah. Um, did you notice on the table between Ross Chandler and Ross, there was a flyer for a Reverend Re- Horton heat I show. Did. That was a props <laughs> to the prop department. Yeah. Uh, and were, were we to assume that they were going to like, I guess at a venue nearby, certainly not at the perk. Yeah, Reverend Horton Heat can't play it. They the couldn't play at the park. Yeah, yeah, it must be like because that's like just flyering a, the a singer songwriter yeah. Phoebe. Like there's a area for Phoebe in the corner. Yeah, not for a whole band, but not a whole band with yeah. like a stand up bass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I just wanted to mention that, but then we get to the celebratory dinner for Monica's promotion. Did you notice the restaurant name was Philo Sophia? <laughs> Philo Sophia. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Hold on, you got to vamp for one second. Oh, sure. Um, oh, Davey just put on our uh, Christmas lights. I had to turn on the Christmas lights because they're plugged into the same power strip as the laptop and the laptop oh, was going to die. I, I thought didn't. you were just like trying to get festive. Um, no, it's a little early for that. But yeah, uh, yeah the laptop was going to die yeah. um, if I didn't turn on the Christmas lights. Okay, so... Um, I liked the mean waiter. He was very funny. Oh, they terrorized this poor waiter. It's oh, he, them. No, he, he started it. He I mean, was he was like, ru- like rude. Super rude. But they were, they were very obnoxious. And this is like, goes to the theme of them, you know, just treating every place that they go to yeah. like their living room. Yes. But I didn't like the waiter being mean when like, he they was weren't just ready like to, kind of like sarcastic. Yeah. They weren't ready to order yet. He was like, Oh, well I'll be over here on the edge of my seat. Like, yeah. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> it's not, I mean, I don't know. Like now I guess, uh, these days restaurants actually do have time limits for COVID reasons or yeah. whatever. Cause of capacity reasons. But like, this is a nice restaurant. Yeah. You, you don't want to hurry this. I'm just saying, that seemed like a bad way. Yeah, he was rude. And then when they made their orders, he was very judgmental. So that's another piece of the episode is like they were making their orders and the three of the wealthy ones ordered like normal, like, oh, I'll get the catfish. I'll get the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I think Phoebe ordered like a tiny cup of soup, soup. cucumber soup. Rachel got a side salad. Yeah. And Joey got a Thai pizza. But I'm guessing that's supposed to be like an appetizer. Yeah. So I've been in these situations where Absolutely. like I, per, like as a vegetarian myself, if we're at like some fancy restaurant, like I'm going to get a salad or a soup or like an appetizer, I'm not getting a steak dinner. And when the time for the check to come around, I don't want to s- split it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not spending a hundred dollars on myself. Yeah. So it's so frustrating and it's like let's get a round of so-and-so for the table let's let's do like no i didn't choose this yeah yeah you got to be cognizant when going out with friends that if they make less money than you do it should don't be, try to split the check it should be like an agreed upon like Hey, are we all in? Like, I understand if you're going to all go in, everyone turns a key. Like we're going to go to an all you can eat place. We're all going to do this. Like we're all in. 
But if it's a situation where it's like awkward and everyone's getting different things, like I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I've been certainly been in my 20s and broke. And I've been in the situation where I'm in. And that's when you just have to say like, oh, no, thank you. Maybe we can celebrate later, you know, like. But what I'm saying is specifically the thing about like you try to order cheap and then someone everyone's like, let's just split it six ways like that. Uh, it, it sucks. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I think the show did a good job of respecting that sucks. I, um, would advocate for, you know, now that, now that I'm, not that I'm rich or anything now, but I have a, I have a decent job. I make a decent amount of money. Um, that's the thing a rich person says. I swear I'm not, I'm not rich, but I do make a decent amount of money. Um, like now I would try to be, cognizant of that but i'm hoping also that like if we destigmatize, because there's a stigma attached to not making money because in this we have this tendency in our society to treat not having money as a failure of character it's mm-hmm. like that person didn't work hard enough or that person is bad with money or whatever right. whereas like that's not how it works sometimes people are at a different place in their lives they have different values things haven't broken for them the right way you know if we destigmatize not having money, hopefully we can get to a situation where if you are going out with friends like this, the person with less money can say beforehand, like I'm just paying for what I'm ordering. Right. I think honestly, like we should destigmatize like talking about money with friends and talking about income and talk like, I feel like it's a symptom of capitalism to be hush hush about salary, you know, especially within the same, company or corporation people don't talk about it and that's why women make so much less you know like if we all knew there should be transparency right income transparency and salary transparency i think the more we talk about it the less veiled and um yeah tricky it can be also i feel like nowadays nowadays like we have venmo so i feel like one person pays like oh i'm gonna venmo you my my part you know it's much easier to do like a a group restaurant outing yeah, just like you keep track to, you still have to have the conversation of like are we splitting this evenly right or, or like we're just paying for their own everyone thing? pays for their own and then some of the birthday person or tip you know like mm-hmm. you'll figure it out and then venmo it's great um so, uh, yeah, you, you just talked about the next thing that I was going to talk about, which is not just that it's difficult, but it, it is difficult to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, that, that, that should change. Um, so they, they have a good conversation with, um, the three Richies and the three Richies like feel really bad. And like, we never want to put you through this. Ross is like, I never want my birthday party to, you know, to hurt you in this way. But then he was also like excited that they had all these birthday plans for him. Yeah, yeah. So then it gets to like I honestly I um, I also sympathize with the three richer characters because they they try to say like, hey, we can afford to we we, we still can want to you buy there. Your dinner, we would we can rather to buy yeah. your your concert ticket, yeah. and the other three won't take the right. charity, which right. I feel like that's maybe also like a capitalist like ingrained sort of to look at it like a hand me down yeah, like charity, where, it's like, where it's like, no, this is a birthday party. You want us there as much as you know, we want you there. Yeah. Vice versa. Yeah. Spread um, the wealth around. I think it was strange to take the steaks and the eggplant from work. 
Oh yeah, we'll get to that later. That yeah. Monica at her new job, she yeah. was gifted some some steaks that she brought home from to a like, vendor, and she brought yeah. it home. Yeah. Um, uh, the concert they're going to, by the way, I don't know if we said is Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. They they put on a little skit about like buying <laughs> uh, dinner and concert tickets for yeah. the three uh, pours. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very em- embarrassing. Not as embarrassing as what happens to Chandler because he successfully tricked this woman, yeah. Jade, into sleeping with him. Yep. He's he was on, on cloud, cloud nine. nine. <laughs> Jinx, oh my God, we're the same person. <laughs> um, he's over the moon about yeah. it. Yeah. And then Jade calls Bob yeah. to like rub it in. I'm like, yeah. I'm over you. I had sex with someone else. And Chandler, again, pretends Pretend to, be to be Bob. Bob. And then ends up getting... Uh, uh, a review that's not very well, yeah because uh, he said uh, how, how how was the sex yeah yeah eh. yeah it was, it was short like short yeah and she had to bite her lip to keep from screaming bob's name yeah which is weird <laughs> but in chandler's mind like she was biting her lip because she was like in so much like ecstasy, ecstasy yeah. she couldn't handle yeah um Oh, I completely lost my, my, my place here. So, uh, and yeah, Ross, I guess Chan- Ross heard the whole thing too. So yeah, because that was- weirdly like, I guess I'm trying to remember if you pick up a phone after it's gone to the answering machine, mm-hmm. does the conversation continue to happen on the answering machine tape? Cause that's what's happening is, is in both cases, yeah. Chandler's holding the phone, but Ross can still hear it cause it's still on the speaker for the answering machine. I can't remember. It's think, been so long that I can't remember if that's how answering machines actually work. I think it did. Okay. I, I, I buy it. I just, I haven't had an answering machine for 20 years. So I like, um, these little storylines where, where it's like a, like a pairing, I like when people are paired up in scenes Absolutely. that are like, oh, they don't live together, but like they clearly had plans and yeah. were like going to do something together. Yeah. So like Ross hanging out with Chandler, Joey's not there. Like it's kind of a fun. Yeah. Yeah. Fun dynamic. Yeah. Um, speaking of plans. So they, the, the three Richies go to the Hooting Blowfish concert alone. Yeah. And then the three pours literally can't think of anything better to do than to play. Like guess how many fingers I'm holding up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was like on my funniest moments, to okay. be honest. Um, I just thought it was funny. Is it one? No. <laughs> Is it two? Yeah. Um, I just thought it was like, you can't like watch a movie. Like, <laughs> No, there'll be more of this. Um, I think between the three of them, like playing just like the dumbest, most boring games um, out of necessity. So we get a good joke here at the con- after the concert. Monica runs into a kid she used to babysit for who's mm-hmm. now uh, a lawyer. Yeah. You know, and he's an actor. Um, did you recognize him? I didn't. Okay. Should we look it up? Um, I feel like it was a sitcom, okay. like a, okay. maybe like a late eighties, nine. He was like a side character of like growing pains okay. or Chris Young is the silver actor. spoon. Um, Head oh, of the class? No, it's not a. I know what you know him from, and it's not a TV thing. It's a movie that oh. you definitely know. Um, it's an eighties movie. Eighty, very eighties movie. It's sixteen candles. Uh, no, it's no, it's uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, no, I, th- I think when uh, oh wait no, but you're in the right ballpark because it is written by John Hughes, but it's not thought of as one of those John Hughes movies because it's not a high school thing. 
Is it a Christmas thing? No. This is a fun guessing game. I hope for the listeners. It's, um, a, uh, it's not planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, no, but it does have John Candy in it. Is it summer rental? No, that's uh, that's Carl Reiner. What's the other John Candy goes on vacation movie from the? <gasps> oh, the, the Great Outdoors. The Great Outdoors. He's he's John Candy's son. He is John Candy's son. Great Outdoors. Good good catch that you that you recognized. Yeah. I didn't recognize him. I haven't seen the Great Outdoors in a long time. Um, but I, I, I liked that movie as a kid. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the joke I was saying there's a there's a funny joke where like that scene ends with. Uh, Little, little John Candy, John Candy Jr. saying, um, <laughs> were you one of the babysitters who used to like fool around with my dad yeah. or whatever? And then the next scene, at, we get to the perk, yeah. and Monica's like, we ran into to little Stephen Fishman, and Rachel goes, oh, he's babysitting him. How's, How's his, his dad? dad? <laughs> I like that joke. Which is like, but also gross. Yeah, that she was like making out with this, or, or, or fooling around. Uh, speaking of making out, though, Monica made out with one of the blowfish from Beauty and the Blowfish. She got a hickey, got from, a hickey. from blowfish. Yeah. Um, uh, um, so, yeah, the, and this is uh, the episode had kind of weird, abrupt ending. Um, I liked I put the, sometimes I put stuff on my notes that's not, not quite funniest, but just that I like. Yeah, me and too. I like that. Um, you know, uh, Ross was like, we're sorry you guys couldn't come. And I think it's Joey who says, like, we didn't want to be a part of your poor friends outreach program. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was funny. Uh, but then very suddenly, Monica, because she gets beeped that her new job comes with a beeper. Yeah. She gets beeped. She she calls while everyone's arguing about the poor friends outreach program. She gets fired for taking the stakes, which yeah. it turns out because she was yeah. corporate policy, which she was not allowed to yeah. accept, which I don't know. Like, I feel like I get, but I guess I get gifts at like Christmas time. But this was a vendor for the restaurant. So I feel like maybe that should have been like a staff meal or um, okay. like a special. I, I don't know. It just. But the idea of, because I also, my job also has me working with vendors. Right. And the idea of being like treated to something like taking out, taken out to lunch or something yeah. by a vendor is not unheard of. Right. But the fact that there is a policy there in she place, known the policy. cause I'm sure it happens a lot. Like, okay, if you get like a vendor thing, like we have to have a discussion and we have to, you, you know, have to like claim it or yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. So maybe if she like asked and it, no one else wanted it, maybe she could have taken it. But because she's brand new in the position, you know, she just took it. Yeah, so she gets fired, and then the episode ends essentially uh, with yeah. her getting fired, and then like comforting her, and now uh, now Monica's one of the poor's for now. Um, well, it did kind of end because um, like the server at the perk brought over like a muffin and a coffee, and she's like, "Okay, that'll be four twelve, four twelve, and then <laughs> this was weird. Joey like is like, "Oh, I'll grab it." So he grabbed it and he looked at it. And he's like, ooh. But like she just said it was 412. Yeah. But then he asks someone he asks, else. She got he asks five Chandler to have five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, so that seemed, that's kind of the end, except we do get an actual end, end, which is Jade calls and leaves another message on the on the voicemail while just Chandler is home. No, just Joey. Just Joey. I'll never get their names right. Just Joey is home. And Joey wasn't privy to this whole thing. No, so yeah. he's like. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, that's I can't even remember what the the bulk of the, the, the point of the tag was the only thing I remember is as soon as Jade started talking, we have a shot of the answering machine 
um, on the counter and you can see the back of the couch, but yeah. you're looking, it looks like you're just looking at the answering machine and then Jade like starts talking in her breathy voice yeah. and Joey, who you don't know is on the couch, suddenly sits up. His head pops up like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, horny woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, also like, I guess this is kind of a theme or, a, but like friends always has someone leaping for a phone. Have you noticed that? Okay. Yeah. Someone's I, always leaping for the cordless phone. Yeah. In like almost every episode it's happened like five times. You're right. Um, yeah, you're right. And there was also something that it was a couple weeks ago. There was a thing where like, was it like Joey tried to toss Ross the phone while Ross tried to reach for it and it yeah. like hit him in the gut or something. Yeah. <laughs> hit him in the belly. Like there's a, yeah, a lot of phone, a lot of cordless phone shenanigans. I guess we can't do that anymore. You know, I mean, you could do them with cell phones, but they're, but I mean, you don't like have to leap. I don't know. You always have your cell phone on you, don't you? Yeah. It's not like on a cradle. Yeah. Um, well, let's move. Do you have any other, any other observations about the episode or should we move on to funniest moments? Um, let's see. Yeah, we could, we can move on. Um, I have four funniest moments. It was a very funny episode. Um, the one I'm gonna, <laughs> that made me laugh the hardest is, uh, Ross walks into Chandler's apartment <laughs> and doesn't really, cause Chandler's at the fridge, yeah. which when you open the door is like behind the door. Yeah. So Ross walks in and goes Chandler and then Chandler who's inches away yeah. on the side of the door, like pops his head on his head. Up. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, ah, yeah, uh, that was the hardest I laughed to the entire episode. Yeah. You have one and we'll go back and forth. Um, yeah. Um, when, when the rich three says the Richies were like, Oh, well, we have three extra tickets. The, these seats are going to be empty now after the the poor oh. said, like, no, we're not going to get your charity tickets. Yeah. And then Phoebe says, well, now you'll have extra seats for your TRs and stuff. Yeah, no, you took one of mine, but that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked uh, at the dinner, um, Ross keeps trying to toast Monica, but, uh, yeah. like, by describing her new job and she keeps interrupting him to add yeah. new things. Yeah. So when it finally, like, she's finally done, he just goes, Monica. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you have any others? I have one um, more. I have, um, when they're at the fancy restaurant, Fila Sofia, um, someone says, what are these famous that chickens my next from the yeah. menu? Cause yeah. the chicken is expensive. Yeah. So yeah, you took all mine. Um, I have one more okay. and it's, um, when the Richie's like throw their little skit, Phoebe's like, Oh, it's a, it's a skit. Oh, it's a little skit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we discussed the how many fingers game, which yeah. was also very funny. Yeah. Um, should we move on to friends, but make it fashion? Yes. This um, was not for me. I don't know. Do you have a lot? Uh, this was not a very fashion forward. This episode, was not remarkably fashion forward. The thing, the one that stuck out to me and I think a bad way was, um, Chandler's wearing a vest at one point as per usual mm-hmm. and they're getting ready to go out and he puts on like this like tweed jacket yeah. and it's like, I mean, horror, it, it doesn't go at, at all with this vest. This is like a black, it's like, it's a somewhat formal looking vest cause it's black and it's like a smooth fabric where, and then he puts on over it, this patterned textured jacket. That's a much, so often in menswear, the more pattern and the more texture you have, the less formal it is. Mm-hmm. So he's essentially wearing this like, very Ted Mosby type of like professorial sport coat over a uh, nice vest and mm-hmm. that, that, that's black. And the thing is like 
grayish brown tweed. It's, it wasn't like, buttoned. It that that's what bothered me. The vest, the vest wasn't. If the vest was buttoned, I can see putting that jacket over it more. But I, two flapping things. Yeah, that's bad. That's true. But I also think. But I mean, honestly, if the vest was buttoned, I think it would even call more attention to the clash. I like. I understand that. Ideally, yes, if you're wearing a vest or a waistcoat or waistcoat uh, under your jacket, it looks better buttoned. But you also have to think about how the two items play off of each other. And, and, and that, that clash in, in texture between this like rough tweed mm-hmm. jacket and the smooth black uh, vest, um, it made me want to scream. Yes. Um, <laughs> Phoebe wore a newsprint shirt and she's worn oh, yeah. like a newsprint you clothes before. Out, this yeah. was a different version of a newsprint blouse. Not the same one that she wore because the one she wore before had like uh, daily comic, comics, like comic strips. Oh, okay. And this one was like news stories. Yeah. And a blouse. Yeah. Um, real quick, props to the prop. We mentioned the mustard on pretzels. We mentioned Reverend Horton Heat. I also noticed, tell me if I'm wrong, but... Monica and Rachel's apartment is wood floor, right? Mm-hmm. Hardwood floors with like rugs. Yeah. However, in the same building across the way, Joey and Chandler have carpet. Maybe I mean, which the, is a strange choice. But the as you and I know, as people who live in apartment buildings, different apartments get renovated at different times depending on when yeah. people move out. Yeah, you know, and it's very possible that given trends in the nineties, maybe Joey and Chandler's apartment is actually newer. Hmm. Because we know know that Monica and Rachel's are so much nicer and bigger. It's nicer. It's bigger. But also they've been living there for a long time because as we learned last week, Phoebe lived there with Monica before Rachel did. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was the same building, you know, like different design, aesthetic, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and then uh, finally, I guess uh, oh, themes and running motifs. jokes, motifs, foreshadowing. The only thing I clocked, obviously, is it starts with them ironically watching bad TV, which is a thing that I hate that they do all the time. Did you notice the reference to Three's Company? Yeah, yeah. There was like a reference to Three's yeah, Company. Ross says, so, and what do I tell Mr. Roper when he calls? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Chandler gave Jade Ross's number yeah. because she thinks Chandler's number is Bob's number. Right, so a, like a funny yeah. miscommunication. Yeah. Um, did you notice that, I think it was Ross who said, could you be less enthused? Yes, that's he right. Took Ross the Chandler took the Chandler line. thing. Um, yeah, leaping for phones we discussed already. Um, hooting the blow, f- you know, mu- actual music. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, then, should we move on to Season 2, Episode 5 of How I Met Your Mother, Greatest Couple Ever? Yes. So, we start uh, in Barney's apartment. Well, first, we have, like, a little clip show of Barney... 
That seems to be like a thing. This is like yeah. the third episode of the season that's ended or that started with little clips. Yeah. So we start in Barney's apartment. Barney and Lily <gasps> wake up in the same bed, like in the morning, look yeah. over each other and just scream. And then we're like, okay, what happened? So we learn yeah. how they got there. I have to interrupt because I said greatest couple ever. The episode's called the world's greatest, world's greatest couple. couple. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They scream their heads off. So we're going to learn how they got there. So how they got there is, um, well, Lily has her new apartment. So they have a little housewarming. I think it's Robin and Ted, Ted yeah. come and see her apartment. And it's like teeny tiny New York apartment where like the bathroom is the kitchen yeah. and the bed. It's not even a Murphy bed. It doesn't even fit. Like it's so, yeah. the apartment is so small that the bed won't even like make it flat on the yeah, ground. Yeah. Um, and what is the stove? It's like a combination stove, fridge. Yeah. What is she called? Uh, something aerator. It's like a stove aerator. Oven, a stove and sink aerator or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a little bathtub by a toilet. Like it's tiny and gross and it's full of, I guess this seemed kind of like culturally insensitive. They were like making fun of Lith- Lithuanians. Yeah. There's which, she like described her Lithuanian neighbors like cooking in the hallway. And I was like, that sounds fucking great. <laughs> like I would love to live in a building where yeah. people were cooking. I'm sure uh, they'd share food in the hallway. And yeah, yeah. Like, 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 uh, and like they're, um, Ted and Robin are supposed to, are trying to be like supportive. Yeah. And, and Robin's like other cultures, but like, in a way that seems like false, but Dismissive. also but like really like, yeah, other cultures. That's like, that's one you of the in, upsides of living in a city. You live in New York city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Ted brings over like a, f- a fruit basket, which is yeah. like which, completely decimated by all the vermin in the apartment. Yeah. Like, like off screen it gets, but you hear them like you yeah. hear like the, ma- the mice like yeah. chomping. Yeah. Um, I think at one point they, um, they reference like a raccoon being a roommate. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a <laughs> raccoon in there somewhere too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is like kind of a sad reality for Lily. Um, so let's see what else is happening. So I guess, so Barney agrees to let Lily stay at his apartment for two days. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, well, um, Robin's like, well, she can't stay at my place cause she's allergic to dogs. Yeah. And Ted's like, she can't stay at my place cause she's allergic to her ex-boyfriend <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. like Barney's the only one left and she, yeah. So we see Barney's apartment, um, in it's full, you know, it's a, it's a big, huge, nice loft style apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a lot of jokes about, um, all the different features of this apartment. Yeah. One being, she's like, Oh, where's the TV? And it's an entire wall. It's a 300 inch yeah. TV from Japan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He knows leading, a guy. Well, leading to one of my favorite, my funniest moments later. Oh, the, okay. I know what it is. Um, so she's there. Oh, she gets a tour. Barney gives her a tour of the apartment. So there's like a porn wall there. Like everything is outfitted yeah. just for him and his like bachelorhood. So, you know, no, no coffee, only one towel. The toilet seat is only, <laughs> only up. Yeah. Um, I don't get how that works. Yeah. So there's no, I mean, this was clearly like a hotel bathroom. Like it didn't look like yeah. someone's home, Yeah. but everything yeah. was like outfitted just for him. So no, so when he has like a one night stand, they can't like leave, you know, 
um, a toothbrush or any clothes or have yeah. coffee in the morning or, you know. Yeah. He says this isn't a place where you leave a toothbrush or um, a, a con- or, or your contacts. This it's a, a place, place you leave. leave. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he wants him to come over. Yeah, <laughs> we got some deliveries. Yeah, um, it's not our neighbor. Um, uh, yeah, we usually like to comment. All right. Um, so, the, but I wanted to um, go back to when we fir- the way we are first introduced to the apartment, which is to, to Barney's apartment, which is he walks in on the phone talking to his bookie, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, okay, love you, mom. Okay, love you, mom. Which is a funny joke, but also germane to the episode because, like. Uh, Lily later like is like you have you clearly have like mother issues yes and like that's I know I should I should probably say this for foreshadowing but we will eventually meet Barney's mom and it's uh, I figured we um, would yeah yeah it could be it's kind of a uh, she can be kind of a nightmare um, but uh, but yeah Robin or not Robin Lily's just in the apartment because uh, she let herself in because Ted has a spare key. Right. Which is funny because in that opening mon- or opening montage you were talking about, Ted said none of us had ever been to Barney's apartment. So he just had a spare key but had never been. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to the Marshall storyline later. But okay. um, I will talk about um, Ted does have like a one night stand. I forget her name. Barney does. Barney does. Did yeah. I say Ted? You said Ted. Okay. Barney has a one night stand and she like he wakes up and she's just like in the bed staring at him. And she's just like totally enamored with him. And he's like, oh, well, you must have been cold last night. There's only this blanket. She's like, no, it was fine. Yeah. He's like, oh, like that shower. You couldn't have taken a shower. There's only one towel. Oh, I don't shower. Or yeah, no, I don't like subscribe to the belief that yeah. you need a shower every day. <laughs> and he's like, ugh. And then um, she's not grossed out by his like porn wall. Yeah. And she doesn't drink coffee because of like uh, moral reasons. Yeah. Uh, like she's, yeah. Cause he calls her like a hippie chick or something. Yeah. Like yeah. So he's trying to get rid of her. And then, um, Lily walks in and then this, the hippie chick is like, Oh my God, you're married. And then she storms off. And then Barney realizes like this works. Like yeah. Lily, Lily needs to like stay here and, you know, kick scare women out in the morning or whatever. Yeah. Um, there was that funny, well, We'll get to it later. Okay. We'll get to it later. Um, okay. So then we'll go into the Marshall storyline. He is sad because everything that he wants to do is like so couple focused, like going out to dinner, going to concerts, going to brunch, going to the farmer's market, all the things that you do on couples. He is single and alone for the first time. So he uh, starts a bromance with Brad from, from the bar, right? Yeah. Who's um, uh, Joe... Yeah, Brad, who went, he went to law school with. Law school with, Joe that's Mang- right. Joe Manganiello yeah. from last week's um, episode. I love their romance. Yeah, and I hate Ted and Robin for yeah. like being so, frankly, homophobic. Homophobic, totally yeah. homophobic. Um, they're just like laughing. Like, you went to brunch with him? You went to the concert with him? You went to Mamma Mia? You know, they're doing things yeah. that are like couple-y. Especially, I especially laughed because I was... I was supposed to have a bro brunch this morning. It got yeah. It got canceled because one of my bros uh, is under the weather, tested negative for COVID, but we still figured with Omicron, better safe than sorry, so we canceled our uh, canceled our bro brunch. Bro brunch, but I was supposed to have brunch with a couple of bros this morning. Yeah, um, but yeah, I wrote here, Brad is Bay. <laughs> so 
<laughs> they go to brunch together. Um, they go to like Mamma Mia. Which the idea did did you did you think of Seinfeld? Yeah. Because remember, like uh, George has tickets to Guys and Dolls. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And like yeah, uh, like the idea of two men going to a Broadway show together. Uh, yeah, because. Jerry's like, Guys and Dolls, isn't that a big, lavish Broadway musical? And George is like, it's Guys and Dolls, not Guys and Guys. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, NBC, or yeah, this is not NBC, but uh, sitcom homophobia. So yeah. Hilarious. Brad and Marshall, like when they're at brunch, um, at Popover Pantry, they're having a great time. They're drinking mimosas. They are... What's the better name? Popover Pantry or Philosophia? <laughs> Popover pantry. Okay. <laughs> um, you got to love an alliteration. Yeah, definitely. Um, they weren't eating popovers though, um, but their their breakfast looked great. They were having mimosas and they were just talking about how like refreshing and nice it was to like yeah. have brunch and like reclaim it. And it's it it's not like a as they say like a, a chick thing. Yeah, you know. Um, um, I liked. I thought of you because you're, as we talked about before, you're a big Abreeves oh, yeah. person and Brad is a big Abreeves. He's like, this, yeah. the eggs Benny are redonk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes, I, I love this. I love everything about it. Um, so it goes even further when Brad invites, like they're having such a great time. Brad invites Marshall to go to a wedding and he's like, uh, okay, that's weird, but okay. The wedding is in Vermont. Um, the wedding, they're going to stay at like a, um, the Walt Whitman the suite, Walt suite. Yeah. In the, at this like romantic, uh, B and B. Um, but yeah, we know how, so what happens with that is, um, he agrees to go to the wedding. He's all, he's all suited up yeah. and then he yeah. sees Brad holding like a big bouquet of lilies and then, um, the ex-girlfriend, like meets up with him. And then at first Marshall is like afraid he calls, he calls Ted. And what does he say? Like he got me flowers. He got me flowers. Yeah, like and I need Ted to and Robin are laughing again. They're chuckling cause they're homophobes. Yeah. Mean bully. Homophobes. Um, and then I forget the, the ex girlfriend's name. Kara, maybe Kara, Kara, Kara. Um, she shows up and that's what the flowers are for. Yeah. But I love that Marshall's favorite flowers are calla lilies. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cute. Because he's like trying to tell Brad off for like, this is too far. He's like, yes, calla lilies are my favorite flower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my love for Marshall was only intensified in this episode that he like wants to go to farmer's markets and concerts and brunch. He loves calla lilies. Like mm-hmm. just the fact that he has a favorite flower, you yeah. know, I like. What's your favorite flower? Oh. I should know that. Is it uh, Billy Balls, whatever they're called? <laughs> yeah, I do like Billy Balls. Um <laughs> I like a lot of orchids. I don't know what my favorite flower. Okay. Chrysanthemums? I don't know. Do you have one? No, but uh, chrysanthemum is fun. I fun love flowers. Spell. Yeah. I guess I I'm more of like flower. I'm more of a plant gal. Okay. Okay. You know that yeah. about me. Like, oh yeah. If you yeah. brought me like long stem roses, I'd be like, they're gonna die. Buy yeah. me a potted plant. You're much more of a house plant, Helena, than a uh, than a. Uh, Cut flower Katrina. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yes, um, that's pretty much the end of the episode, right? What else? Yeah. Well, I don't think, I I can't remember. Did we actually get to the resolution of the, 
the Barney and Lily thing, like how they ended up in bed together. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, um, so one of the rules of the apartment was that you don't change any, nothing gets changed, but slowly Barney is allowing her to add her kind of furniture appeal with the argument saying like, well, if these dates are going to believe that you're married, like there needs to be some like female flourishes throughout the apartment. So she covers the couch with a bunch of pillows. Well, we get a montage set to an Islands song, which again, another like, yes. How many mother having good music taste? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tons of pillows, house plants, like they get, they get rid of the porn wall and cover it with books, including relationships for dummies, (laughs) including relationships for dummies, props to the props department. Um, yeah, so that that little montage was fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, they they get new sheets and comforters on the bed, and Lily is so excited she kind of just like falls asleep and she wants to watch the um, what David you, Letterman. David Letterman. Yeah. Um, Barney is like prepping to go out. It's Friday night, so he's going to hit the bar. He's like, oh, I'll watch, I'll watch the opening monologue and they fall asleep together. Yeah. And that's when they wake up and th- he has this whole crisis. Like I can't lay in a bed with a woman without trying to have sex with her. Yeah. And I guess she can't lay in a bed with someone without trying to spoon them. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was kind of an unfortunate, like you spooned me against my consent or whatever. Yeah. That was, like didn't seem that funny. Yeah. But I like how she, when she calls him on, like you clearly have like mother issues. He's like, Yeah get out. (laughs) Yeah. He's not in denial. He's just like happy with the way he was living his life. So the resolution of that is she takes all of the furnishings for her shitty little apartment. Yeah. So she's got that, like the fancy bedding. Yeah. Which had another, there was another suit suit up joke. Um, cause Lily's like, I'm glad you sprang for the whatever. And, and Barney's like, my bed's going to suit up. It's going to suit up in style. Yeah. Like the Egyptian thread count, something or other. Um, but it still made me sad because like, it's still like a, a shitty, like rat infested cockroach apartment with just like nicer furnishings, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get a tag where there's like, Ted is essentially like the new boyfriend because Marshall run, Marshall and Ted run into Brad. And so they have like a, a play, like a play on the idea of like running into an ex Yes. Right. Yes. Um, which was funny, but then also, as if this episode didn't have enough homophobia, there's like a fat joke at the end. Of course, of course. Like, how did um, just do this? How did I overlook this? But another thing that um, Brad and Marshall enjoy together is um, they go to the Alanis Morissette concert and they both buy Alan- Alanis Morissette shirts. <laughs> They're not matching, but they both <laughs> yeah. like got concert tees and like wore them all day. Yeah. Well, that seems like a good transition into funniest moments, right? Uh, yeah. Do you have Do you have another um, one? I have a bunch. This is a funny episode. <laughs> okay, when um, well, calla lily is my favorite flower, but no, when so when the hippie chick is like like storms out of the apartment, <laughs> uh, Ted does this or Barney, Barney does this fake like, what have I done? This is the worst. As he's yeah. like walking her out oh no baby oh don't no go. What this have is I the done? worst what have, yeah <laughs> he's just like going through the motions yeah. like this is something i should be saying this is a like this is a good barney episode because mm-hmm. we learn a lot about barney it's yeah. also a great neil patrick harris episode he's hilarious in this episode he's really so many good. great yeah. line readings like like that yeah. and a couple others that i have almost all of my funniest moments are things that barney said okay 
I, I had like, okay, I love you, mom, which we discussed before. Yeah. Um, I like when he's talking about his enormous TV and he says they had to ship it over on a tugboat like freaking King Kong. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Do you have more? Um, I think this is maybe like problematic, but when um, Brad and Marshall are, are at brunch or no, Marshall says like, we're here, we're hungry, like get used, <laughs> get used to, to a brunch. brunch. <laughs> but that's like a take on like, we're here, we're, here, we're, we're queer. Which, yeah, led into the, the homophobia of the episode. Yeah. I mean, I like Marshall embracing it, but uh, I don't, I just don't like Ted and But Robin he was like, the whole point was that he was like struggling with it so right. much. Well, only because he has such unsupportive friends. Yeah, only because their friends are shitty. Um, all right. Marshall, when he's giving the tour of the bathroom, he's like, yeah, no extra towel, no hair dryer. You know where I keep that stuff? Your place. Beat it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, do you have more? Um, nope. But yeah. So I really like that there were two new relationships in this episode. It was Marshall and Brad. Y- yeah. And Barney and Lily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well actually that ties into one of my favorite, uh, things when, when Lily wants to approach him with the idea of redecorating to sell the thing. She's like, you're not going to like this. And he says, you're my wife. You can tell me anything. Yeah. Yeah. That was really funny. <laughs> um, and then I also, uh, thought it was cute when Brad cleaned the chocolate off of Marshall's chin yeah. by like licking the, yeah. the napkin first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how I met your mother, but make it fashion or do you have anything else? No. Yeah. Um, there was a really unfortunate Lily outfit. It was, um, there was like a peasant blouse with like big sleeves over an argyle vest. It was just foolish. These peasant blouses in the show. Some and it gotta, was like that. So I'm going to take it take the peasant blouses away from the costume. There was part. also like a cold shoulder sweater, which I hate. You hate a cold shoulder sweater. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like, uh, I like seeing Alison Hannigan's freckles. I think it's cute. I didn't see any freckles. Okay. Um, um, this was also a very, like the whole time that, um, Robin and Ted were like being homophobes, they were wearing just like soft clothes and this like a huge episode for PJs pajama. Yeah. Because Lily has multiple PJ sets in this episode when she first yeah. is at, she comes to Barney's in her PJs yeah. and it's like a, a patterned, like, I guess like it's like a Henley style shirt yeah. but it's like a pj shirt yeah. and then at the end when they fall asleep in bed together and she's like i got a like a cat t-shirt and, yeah. and some soft pants yeah I, I mostly just wrote lily's pjs but just pjs in general this soft is a big, clothes big all pjs over. episode um but not barney i don't think barney has like soft clothes oh we're gonna get to that <gasps> we are going at some point in the show we will get to what does barney sleep in okay okay um <laughs> he does a, wear a purple tie with a rose on it <laughs> yeah i thought it was nice yeah um what did you did you clock any uh, running jokes motifs foreshadowing um well um there was that like the horrible theme of like barney being attracted to desperate women you know because every they were saying like lily's desperate she needs a place to yeah, stay it's like, normally it's that's like, a prerequisite normally that's like a perk i love a woman yeah. desperate desperate situation which is gross friends does that too yeah um well we mentioned well barney's mr job comes up again you know that's another thing like like what do you do yeah and he he always says please yeah um another 
in media res opening, right? That right. we start like, and then we start like, yes. and then the jump timeline. back yeah. and see. Yeah. So another of that, uh, also the first time, or no, the second time Lily pretends to be the wife. The first time with the hippie chick, it happens like accidentally, but when there's a planned thing, you know, mm-hmm. and Varney's like, pass me the arts and leisure section, which is clearly her cue. And he has to say it again. And she like slaps him in the yeah. face. Yeah. These char- characters in the show slapping each other is there's it's only going to be more of it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big thing. Uh, people slapping each other on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Um, should we move on to similarities and differences? Oh, also, oh, okay. um, we get um, Abba's Fernando, like oh, during right. like a breakup scene, and and that's also what uh, yeah a breakup scene and then into. Lily and Barney waking up in bed together. Yeah. Not at the beginning, but like in I love that time. song. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, and yeah, obviously a reference to Mamma Mia. Yeah. Um, similarities and differences? Well, they both um, they both feature concerts. Specifically concerts. 90s. 90s artists. Yeah. People who were huge in the 90s. Yeah. Who do you, who do you the Blowfish? Alanis. And Alanis. I, and saw, a, I saw Alanis did um, you? a few months ago. Oh, that's right. You did. With yeah. uh, Tanya. I was going to say oh, with your friend. Cat Power was the opener. And Garbage. And Garbage, yeah. Yeah, I missed um, Cat Power, but I've seen Cat Power before. Okay, yeah. I've never seen any of those bands before. I would love to see And them. I've seen Garbage before, too, at the okay. cemetery. Um, I'd love to see Garbage or Cat Power. I'm not really a big Alanis fan. But, um, yeah, I don't think... Uh, so, so I don't know if our listeners are our age or older or younger. If you're younger... I don't know if I can properly get across how huge Hootie and the Blowfish were yeah. for like yeah. eight months. <laughs> like, yeah. Cracked Rearview was one of the, like, it was like the highest selling album of the year. Cracked Rearview Mirror, whatever it was called. And then they just like never were a big band again. And now Darius Rucker is a country artist. She, Courtney Cox dated Darius Rucker. Is that right? If I'm not. Okay. Um, so I wonder if he, so he didn't give her the, the hickey the blowfish did is he hootie he's not hootie i know that so maybe he is the blowfish yeah maybe darius rucker gave her a a hickey okay listeners is darius rucker the blowfish (laughs) and also did they date why are you looking it up um i'm almost positive they dated um let's see courtney cox i don't remember how to spell courtney cox's first name there's a weird extra e in there um uh, uh, I don't know. I think you might have. Did I make it up? I think you might have made it up. There's nothing in here. Darius, I'm sorry. Did I just make that up? I think you made it up. Maybe you made it up because of this episode. Put it in your head. Mm. <laughs> Why would I do that? I just said why, because you've seen this episode before and it put it in your head. Okay. Okay. Well, here's the other similarity that like, obviously Richie's and pores is the point of the friends right. episode, but it also comes up in the, it's the, di- the Barney and Lily dynamic in, oh, in, in this episode. That Barney right. is Barney can afford, you know, huge Income like imported disparity. rare TVs and yeah. stuff like that. And Lily is like teacher. Uh, yeah. And she, and she's struggling. Yeah. So that, that, that same dynamic of, of yeah. rich friend, poor friend, uh, uh, that didn't here. register, but yeah, you're totally right. Lots of similarities. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, uh, now we get to what is going to be a tough decision for me playing favorites Mm because these are two great episodes, Mm -hmm. I have to say. Mm -hmm. So if you're ready, why don't you count us down? Three, two, one. Friends. Friends. Woo! Yep. This, uh, the, for me, it's the, the rarity of seeing a mainstream network sitcom Mm -hmm. treat being broke with respect and humanity and still being funny that that put it over the top especially coming from them you know like they often get you know they're often considered like the most like oblivious and just like yeah um yeah yeah it worked but but how many mother also made a a strong play this episode because big barney episode yeah making barney more ridiculous and more human at the same Mm -hmm. time um really smartly done so yeah props all around except to the costume department or how many mother who's got a, a they need to go to cold turkey on these peasant blouses yeah it's, it's a, they have a problem they and have a someone problem. needed to have set them down and had an intervention yeah peasant blouse intervention uh well let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce it's a segment called how were we doing mm-hmm. in which you look at what was going on in the world on the days these episodes aired Season two, episode five of Friends, the one with five steaks and an eggplant, aired on Thursday, October 19th, 1995. Not a huge day. In Albania, it is Mother Teresa Day. Um, Where else uh, is it? In the French... On the French Republican calendar, it's it's Tomato Day. I don't know what that means, but it's Tomato Day. Um, uh, uh, a, a revival of Hello Dolly opens at the Fontaine Theater on Broadway for what will go on to be 118 performances. Wow. I don't know if that's a lot or not. I Seems like a lot. But don't they do like six a week? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you could get through 118 performances. Maybe that. Maybe that's like actually a short, a very run. low number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like I mean, like uh, you and I are kind of wine people again selling the idea that we are now richies yeah we're not we've but we've become we're the ross and chandler and, yes. and monica <laughs> where we used to be the others but uh yeah i remember like early in like wine tasting we'd like the 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 person pouring would be like uh now they made 200 barrels of this and i'd be and like, we're like oh is that is that, is that a lot, that a lot or, or <laughs> yeah but we would uh, be like impressed like yeah. oh wow um, so that's, oh, and then we, of course we have to talk about the songs. Yeah. Let's see. Do we have anything new? Nope. Same thing. Mariah Carey, fantasy, Coolio, gangsters, paradise, Janet Jackson, runaway seals, kiss from a rose and Michael Jackson's you are not alone. Definitely looking to get some it's new some, blood in, yeah. in the, this, the, yeah, I guess fall of 95 was not a, was a stagnant, stagnant time. But season two, episode five of How I Met Your Mother aired on Monday, October 16th, 2006. Right. Uh, I don't, again, I say that this every week, like the 2000, mid 2000s is always like a, a lot of bummer, bummer yeah. news. There mm-hmm. was a 6.7 magnitude earthquake in Hawaii hmm. um, that actually caused the closure of the Honolulu International Airport. Now at this point, your sister didn't live in Hawaii anymore. By, by year? Uh, this is October of 2006. So no, yeah, you. she didn't live in Hawaii. She was in Oceanside, Camp Pendleton, yeah. No, in 2006, she would have already been in... Oh, right, in Simi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you would have already lived with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
way off. 2006 is when you moved to North Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I like that I know that <laughs> you do. Yeah, I'm so bad with historical facts of my own life. Yeah. Um, anything else interesting? American and Russian scientists announced the discovery of a new chemical element with the atomic number 118, just like the number of performances of Hello Dolly. Temporarily just designated... Just like the freeway in Simi Valley. Just like the freeway in Simi Valley. <laughs> uh, temporarily designated as Ununoctium. Ununoctium. I wonder, is that the most recent... It might be new element. I feel like that's like a trivia question that we might have. Let's see. Gotten Let's wrong. See. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google most recent new element, element discovered. Um, element 118. Oh, this is 2016 though. Ah, oh, fuck this thing. I'm not gonna yeah. not gonna waste my time on this. Yeah. Let's let's just talk about. The music of October 2006. Okay. Let's see. Anything new? There is one new one. I don't know it. Justin okay. Timberlake, Sexy Back, Ludacris Moneymaker, Hinder Lips of an Angel, which as we said is a made-up thing. Yeah. Uh, now, I know who Akon is. I don't remember the song Smack That. Do you? I can't. Okay. No. So Akon, Smack That, and then the fray, How to Save a Life. Okay. So that's how we were doing. Now on to the final segment of the show, Challenge Accepted, mm-hmm. in which we make predictions about what will happen on the next episode of each show, armed with only the Title. episode titles as clues. So first, let's um, figure out who won. I think you were way closer than I was. Um, I don't think either of us. I said, the gang orders a round of T-bones, but Phoebe swaps in an eggplant. Right. That's not really what happened. No, there was no ordering. Monica received some T-bones and then was like, hey, here's an eggplant for Phoebe." We were right that the eggplant was for Phoebe's. Okay. You said Ted and Robin are schmooping about getting on everyone's last nerve. I think this is a two-way. Okay. There's some loss. truth to both of them, I guess. Uh, but I but guess the, the world's, world's greatest couple greatest is Barney couple. and Lily. Or is it or Brad, Bart, and Marshall? Brad and Marshall? Yeah. 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 But either way, it's not Ted and Robin. It's not Ted and Robin. We yeah. And I don't think I'm going to give myself, I think just guessing that the eggplant is for Phoebe that's is not too enough. easy. Yeah, that's too easy. Too easy. Okay. Um, so we're still tied at three points apiece. Okay. Um, I think the bit is going to be that we always end the With season half tied. and half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be We're just going to make it so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, let's look at next. Week, let's look at season two, episode six of each show. Okay. Now I start obviously. Okay. Season two, episode six of Friends is called "The One with the Baby on the Bus." Okay. I'm gonna guess that this is like a three men and a baby situation. Someone finds a baby on a bus. Okay. Like a baby who has been lost or God forbid abandoned. Okay. So I'm going to say, do, do you think that's enough that I like the, do I have to say who finds the baby on the bus? Um, well, you said three men, so I think that's enough. No, I just meant three men and a baby in the idea that it's like the gang are responsible for a baby. That's not theirs. Okay. I think that's fine. Okay. So, 
the gang find themselves looking after a tyke <laughs> left on El Autobus. Tyke on El Autobus. Okay. Okay. How I Met Your Mother. Season two, episode six of How I Met Your Mother, on the other hand. What's it called? <laughs> was it funny that um, brunch was such a big part of this episode, but like two weeks ago, the episode was called brunch? This is like a brunch-heavy season. Remember when Ted's parents were in town? The yeah. episode was called brunch. I think brunch is like really in, like the concept of like it still brunching. Is to this day. It is, it still is, but I think maybe in this era was like the beginning of like mimosa, like Sunday fun day, right? Mimosas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, season two, episode six. This isn't going to help you at all. Okay, is called Aldrin Justice. Aldrin Justice. To remind you, Aldrin is Lily's last name. Oh, right. Okay. 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 So this is going to be a, um, like a Marshall Lily episode where um, she is in conflict with Marshall, because Marshall's a lawyer. Oh, okay. So okay. it's going to be like a battle royale between Marshall and Lily. So maybe let's see, like go ahead. So Lily wants justice, so that's her like fake law firm. Should I put Lily pits her not puts pits her Street smarts mm-hmm. against Marshall's legal smarts. Yeah, it's not funny enough. But yeah, I guess it's, it's pithy. I agree. It's not funny enough. But it's pithy. It's back to the drawing board. I have this um, <laughs> fearless fire here. I can I can vamp if you want me to. No, I think Lily Pitzer. Okay. Uh, okay, hold on. Hot cocoa ornaments. <laughs> Jingle jangle. Um, I'm going to say tough, tough New York gal Lily pits her street smarts against uh, corn fed uh, um, doofus. Marshall's Lily, legal yeah. smarts. Is that good? Yeah. Um, could this be like an ASMR thing? Festive flowers and pleasing plants. I'm sure. Sh- uh, Sparkling pomegranate punch. I love it. Yeah. Jing- a fig walks into a bar. You but sh- like if you have a thing for Trader Joe's, like this would be perfect. Like okay, if Trader well, Joe's I- is not a thing, but I mean just like I'm soothed by Trader Joe's and yeah. I like shopping at Trader Joe's. I mean, ASMR is... The content is not the point. You can right. read anything right. if you have an ASMR But I'm saying it would voice. be like an extra plus if yeah. you were into Trader okay. Joe's in the way that I am. I'm saying you need to start a YouTube channel and make us really rich. Okay, listeners, let me ASMR, know if I Trader should Joe's. start, if this is a venture that I should capitalize. I'm letting you know it is. Okay, I, I think you'd be fantastic at Well, ASMR. you're biased and you just want me to get rich. 
I want, well, first off, I want us to get rich. You want a um, meal ticket. Yeah. Is that so wrong? Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, I'm also enamored of, of your voice. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, got it. That's the point I'm trying to make. Got it. You just see dollar signs in my eyes, whereas my eyes have little hearts. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I see one dollar sign and one heart. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you can find us at Battleship, or you can find this podcast wherever you find podcasts, mm-hmm. but you can also leave comments uh, at battleshippretension.com. Battleship Pretension is the name of my other podcast. It's about movies. You can also tweet at me at, at Davey Pretension. You can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Um, I feel like I still get my Twitter is where most people um, seem to respond to this. Yeah. That's where I get the most is, responses. Which is fine. Um, but uh, yeah, you can, you, you can do all of that. Again, it's at Davey Pretension on Twitter. The one where I met your mother at gmail.com is how you email us. Uh, Natalie, remind the listeners where they can find you, seek you out on the internet. Please don't. But you should, wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, um, share it with your friends and your mothers, and let us know if you know you like what you hear. Yeah, I would love to hear if you like what you hear. Until next time, see you at the popover pantry. 